I put the G in grind, rapping for my generation I'm from the South, but I don't fuck with the Confederation It's black art, black culture, black music is heavenly influence And all these white, brown, and yellow faces Hey guys, welcome back to Block Channel uh, Welcome back, uh, I'm not sure what this episode number is going to be So we're just going to leave it blank So we're here today, uh, we're joined by um, the, the Central Land team um, and, uh, well, not the team, just one gentleman. Uh, they're very busy right now with this crowd sale going, coming up. So we were able to hook in one gentleman. Uh, but I'm also here, um, with, uh, Dimitri Ferguson, a co-host, and, um, Dr. Petty. Uh, gentlemen, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, and we'll dive into talking about Esteban. Yeah, no problem. I'm, uh, host number two of the Bitcoin podcast, host number two block channel, or just co-host the block channel. And uh, you guys know me. I talk. I'm here. Back for another episode of Block Channel. I am Dr. Petty. Always talking on podcasts. Love to be here. Love talking to people. Love seeing what everyone's doing. Happy to uh, figure out what's going on with uh, Decentral Land. It'll be an interesting project. Excellent. And of course, like I'm here myself, Stephen Mackey. Hopefully you know who I am. If you don't, you're on the wrong show. Um... And so, uh, as we said, we're joined by Esteban, and I'm going to try and pronounce this last name correctly. Um, Iordano, is that correct, Esteban? <laughs> uh, it's Ordano. Ordano, all right. The E stands I'm, for I'm, Esteban. Okay, I'm just an idiot, I guess. I don't know. Okay. So, thanks for coming on the show, Esteban. Um, thanks you know, a lot for having me. Of course. So, you know, we're really excited about Decentraland, and a lot of other people are here. The sort of word throughout the valley here, the Silicon Valley, everyone's really excited about the project. Um, I think it's going to be a really big deal. I am, you know, myself, like, very interested into the long-term implications of what something like this is but you know so let's let's go ahead and for the audience sake we'll, let's let, let's uh get some background on you first and then we'll jump into the project um so so let's go ahead and just like give us some information on like your your technical background your just like your educational history or like, where you're from and how do you end up in the crypto space okay uh so I started getting into the whole technology and startup scene when I was reading Hacker News, uh, the YC uh, forum, online forum back in, I don't know, 2007 or, or so. And uh, at some point in 2011, I started seeing some Bitcoin headlines and initially dismissed it as a fad or something. and. Uh, in, by 2012, I started reading about it a lot more, and I and I thought that it was this was so interesting, like uh, getting a lot of concepts together from very different areas. Uh, at the time, I was graduating from college in Buenos Aires, uh, the Institute uh, Technological Institute of Buenos Aires. Um, I started uh, working uh, uh, working a little bit on Bitcoin, like buying some Bitcoins to test it out and see how it worked. Um, in 2013, uh, 14, I joined uh, BitPay, where we worked. Uh, we did some really cool work there on the Copy Wallet, uh, the Inside Explorer, uh, and the Bitcoin Library, which was a really good step in the right direction towards having some 
a good library to build and develop apps for Bitcoin. Uh, of course, until JJ developed Bitcoin, it was <laughs> one of the best out there. <laughs> it was definitely the best. Now, now Bitcoin, I'm a huge fan of what he he's doing. Um, and after Bitpay, yeah, after Bitpay, we we started uh, building some other proof of concepts on what else you could build with Bitcoin. We created streaming, which was a video uh, streamed by the second paid with a payment channel. Uh, this was back in 2015. And I remember that. I, I wrote about you guys. I was so excited. I was like, this streaming thing is awesome. These kids are dope. And I remember writing about it and I was like, someone's doing payment channels. And then I, no one did it. And then no one worked on payment channels after that. No one. I was just well, like, what? Yes, uh, I, I shared the same. Uh, I think that at the time we, so the problem was that uh, it used Bitcoin and people that had Bitcoin at the time, which weren't many, uh, would rather hold them than spending them on videos uh, online. So. Uh, we had a very rough time trying to turn that into a business. And also the Lightning Network paper came out and uh, my position started being, uh, okay, now this is going to be so much better than the point-to-point uh, -point payment channels that Streamune is using. So I'll just wait and see until the Lightning Network is out and then I can build some amazing cool stuff on top of that. But uh, it took a little bit longer than expected, actually. <laughs> so, um, yeah, at the same time, we started Decentraland. Uh, Decentraland is a virtual reality world where you have uh, these parcels of land that are stored in a blockchain ledger. Um, originally, we were building our own blockchain. Uh, our current version is a clone of Bitcoin, actually. Um, we're now moving towards using Ethereum because it's kind of difficult to keep up with the software, uh, introducing patches and keeping up the mining in this uh, network, which it, since it's of uh, uh, low throughput, it's a little bit, uh, it's, um, how do you say, it's, there are not many people working on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, would you say now, what would you say now that you're, uh, like, in the space, uh, like, like, what, what keeps you, what keeps you in the space, like, currently? Is it, is it this project with like Decentraland? Is it sort of like the prospects of like what eventually like crypto is gonna like bring us, or are you just like genuinely excited about like the technology and and what you can bring forth? Um, well, I hope that with Decentraland we can uh, we can expand the amount of users that are using crypto. We're aiming at a more mainstream audience in general than most other projects out there. And, uh, well, I think that it's, uh, like, I couldn't work outside, at, at least for the foreseeable future, outside of the Bitcoin or blockchain industry. It's, uh, it's fundamentals, philosophy, uh, 
technology, all of the aspects, the people working on on blockchain is some of the most uh, intelligent people I've known. And also, uh, it's uh, if you <laughs> if you have some uh, tolerance for the scaling debate and everything like that, uh, they're also very amenable people. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So t take me through. Uh, like a a what is what is decentralized? What is the point of owning property? This this this, this virtual property, and mm -hmm. what am I going to do with it once I own it? What's the point of me buying it? Yeah. So uh, if you if you read some of those novels like Snow Crash or Ready Player One, where most of the people lived on an alternative virtual reality. Mm -hmm. uh, these virtual realities are usually owned by a company, even in the sci-fi novels, uh, because there are some virtual realities in the real world, like uh, Second Life or mm -hmm. uh, Minecraft. And they, in, in these instances, uh, there's always some entity that can change the rules uh, or forbid you access to to the network or even profit greatly from having a privileged position. With the Centerland, we, we want to make that uh, distribution of that basic spatial representation where you spend your time uh, we, we, we'd like that to be uh, an open, open standard and uh, an open network so that anybody can can be safe from being censored or having their land taken away. Um, that, so that's one aspect, and then the other aspect probably is uh, why make it. Uh, scarce uh, because in in virtual reality you are free to create as many worlds as you want and connect them in any any way that you you would like so our ideas sorry our ideas with regards to that is that uh, if you if you can have multiple virtual realities but if you have a social layer and a social space shared by most people out there, uh, it makes sense for that land to be scarce so you can traverse the world and go around it, finding new people, new experiences, other things to do inside of this. It's kind of like exploration of this virtual virtual world. Uh, and keeping land scarce and small, it's, uh, it's designed to keep uh, users' attention and uh, and keeping a cohesive experience between between two different attractions. In the we sometimes compare that to web domains, but in web domains, the exploration from one website to another or one web page to another is through a link, and we are exploring this uh, exploration. Uh, uh, in a visual way where you can be somewhere but uh, something can 
catch your eye from the neighboring parcel. And we think that it's going to going to make a lot of sense to try and explore the virtual world in that way. So if I were to mm. maybe maybe I guess reshape what you just said, I, I kind of see what you're talking mm -hmm. about as the virtual reality of Open Bazaar, but confined to a single virtual reality city, like a giant hub, but only confined to that hub. So you have these people who are vying for a scarce resource within a given city. And with the growing demand of that resource, the more, I guess, um, reason there is to traverse the entire city. So like people go to large cities like New York because there's so much packed into a small space. And if you go to mm -hmm. one thing, you're probably going to end up liking the thing next to it. Is that is mm -hmm. that kind of what I'm catching on to? Exactly. Exactly. That's our, our vision for that. How much is the central end like? Like, is it gamified at all? Like, is it like <laughs> Minecraft? Do you walk around and build stuff? What, so, yeah. yeah. Um, right now, our proof of concept, uh, you can walk around, but you don't see other people. Uh, we have some prototypes and have been experimenting with that. Um, but the idea is uh, not to charge for materials or uh, f physics. Like w you can put whatever you want on your parcel. You have to take into consideration that that content that you want to put in there uh, has to be transferred to all the clients. So to also keep this uh, traversability via good user experience, we are going for a low poly approach where that should give us a very, very low weight uh, content files uh, that can be transferred fast so other users can download the world pretty quickly. And the, we don't expect m most of the people to actually be building uh, a lot, but yeah, of course, most of a lot of people will will do. Hmm. There's always a Pareto distribution between the ones that uh, build and the ones that consume co content. So you're trying to like decentralize that game Second Life. <laughs> is, that what it's, is that what it's like? Is that because that's the vibe I'm picking up? This, the, vibe, <laughs> the vibe that I'm picking up here, and I believe what they're trying to do is to make sure that you know, eventually, you know, humanity. What we're doing right now is we're, we're like on the verge of like really exploring these VR like realities, what they can do, what they can do for education, what they can do for like social things, and you know, Esteban and his team want want to ensure that you know the, the main entity, for instance, like someone like Facebook. We wouldn't want someone like Facebook to become like the core VR experience for everyone to go where Facebook is the gatekeepers that control this experience for everyone, for billions of people around the world, right? Mm -hmm. Like Esteban and them want to ensure that, you know, as these sort of ideas proliferate and as we create these sort of like digital substrates for us to like explore and learn, that we experience the same freedoms that we have every day that we have in like the normal world. Like, for, you know, we want to, like, if we want to, like, you know, make the world have this sort of you know, governance rule and use this sort of uh, currency or have like this much land or like this much allotment or like be able to control this and do that and what freedoms we have or can my avatar run around butt naked or not you know like this <laughs> things, mm -hmm. 
things like that going forward in the future. It's like we want if there's this re, this is really amazing thing that's about to be created here, and we want to ensure that uh, it, we create as much you know incentivized markets by interacting with it, but also we want to make sure it, we we keep it as like free and liberal for those people to like come in just like the early internet we left it wide open and now we're having issues um you know with like the neutrality so like vr so we don't end up in that same instance like we did with the internet we want to start from the ground up uh, with like real incentivized ownership and yeah uh <laughs> you could i couldn't have said said it better I, that's a great Maggie, do you work for missions <laughs> no, I had some beers with Esteban now, and I heard him talking. Would you about like it. to? <laughs> <laughs> I am I am happy to advise this Central Land. Just let me know. Um, I am, and I'll uh, test out all your products. Uh, yeah, I'll test it all. I uh, I would love to. We can talk about it afterwards. Um, but uh, yeah, so as far as like you know, like the Central Land goals, you know, the the vision it makes sense. It's very like clear. So. So what have been some challenges you guys have faced like coming up to this point? Like, how did you get to the point where you're like, VR world, like this is it, this is the thing that we're gonna do now? Because you've done some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, so uh, for the past few years, uh, Decentraland has been a side project, uh, something that we hacked over, on, over the weekends. And we really didn't see a way that we could be dedicating ourselves to this uh, fully until, well, we said, hey, why don't we put a token on it? And uh, uh, start, we started to put shape to the idea and we say, hey, yes, are we, uh, are we ready to do this? Uh, do, do, it's, uh, well, I mean, somebody is going to build this virtual reality world. So someone is going to become this default social experience. Um, let's try to keep the, the values that you recently mentioned. Uh, let's uh, build this ourselves. Uh, why not us? Uh, we have the skills in blockchain. We have uh, a lot of developers connections uh we think we can do this and yeah let's jump into it so what what, what sort of concerns have you guys formulated that's like thus far mm -hmm. you know we've got you guys obviously are going to be a successful platform you know i, I hope from all the hype mm -hmm. and around the project it's very well deserved mm -hmm. opinion so like what are some what are some inherent risks and have you been thinking about them because everyone's going to want to know yeah definitely so one of the biggest uh, things that we are like from the technical side, there are some points that we we have to be working on. Um, mostly, uh, how to make compromises here and there to keep the technology uh, decentralized enough, but not but at the same time efficient enough for this to to work and provide a good default experience for users um i think that uh, on the social aspects and gamification aspects of this uh, we're going to be doing pretty pretty well with the tokenization of of the economy um keeping the market effects and uh, having people uh, build their their experiences and uh, 
uh, earning money from setting up their casinos or performing uh, or whatever it is that they do on, on the Centraland. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the, the, the main challenges, of course, are on the product aspects of it. Uh, how to keep it, uh, how to build this great experience and, uh, well, building a game. Well, it's not actually a game, it's a virtual reality, but um, game development is hard and we share a lot of uh, characteristics that are needed from a game. Mm -hmm. Are you worried that anyone would get lost in Decentraland? I know that's yeah, kind of like yeah, a way yeah, like, from. What if I yeah. like Decentraland and I love it and like I never, I never leave and I come mm. and I become addicted yeah. to it. taking money in yeah. markets inside of this digital world and just like I'm just, I'm just covered <laughs> in bags of Cheetos and I'm just like just crumbs <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and the basement's dark because I haven't paid the electric light and I'm running off the generator. Like, it's a very dark dystopian picture I'm painting yeah. for you. How uh, do we avoid that? <laughs> San Junipero aspect of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, like Black Mirror. Exactly. How do we avoid the San Juniper stuff? Uh, we're working on that. Uh, hopefully, a, a lot of the people that are joining the Slack uh, actually come up and say, hey, I would love to use set up a... Um, uh, a help desk inside of the centerland. I think that it can help a lot of people uh, with their anxiety issues or addiction issues. I think that uh, no that really that really uh, ups my spirit on on, on those things. Uh, it's always one or two people uh, that are rich or slack and uh, start commenting things like that that really uh, reinforces my hopes on, on the project um but yeah it's a it's a, i'm super bullish on vr and i think it's a general problem with vr that well one of the things that i i share with everybody and they and people look me with a strange face. Uh, I think that within five to seven years, I will be most the most productive when using a VR headset, uh, either programming or, uh, yeah, probably programming or organizing wh uh, wh whatever work that I have to do, it, it's going to be better in VR. And it's going to be a general issue with VR uh, <laughs> taking off your headset because we are already too much time of our days in front of screens, both mm -hmm. mobile and the desktop. And yeah, it can it, it, it can be a little bit addictive. Yeah. yeah. You're saying that to me as I have like multiple monitors around me as I stare at multiple things and try and try and keep my attention on on mm -hmm. one. I, I'm curious about like how, because you have this scarcity of a resource in this virtual reality plot, how do people fight for land if it's owned? How, how, are, how do things develop if there is a demand, a higher demand for a certain plot of land that doesn't have anything on it? If somebody wants that piece of land, how do they go about getting it? Like, how does that mm -hmm. type of kind of fighting for position or resource 
exist uh, on the platform? So by default, there won't be such a mechanism. We are thinking, though, on adding some kind of a ping message where you you don't have to spend any mana or, well, actually, you need to spend some Ethereum uh, to ping the contract and say, yeah, I'm alive, kind of like a dead man switch uh, that keeps your land uh, owned by you. But in something that we've been seeing, both to claim unused parcels of land and as well as policing content of your neighborhoods, neighbors, is that people are gathering together in communities and deciding on buying large uh, areas of land, of land and owning all those land in, within the, the same smart contract and adding a governance to that, a governance mechanism to what, uh, to who can put what content inside of that land. So that's going to be a very interesting experiment on people uh, complaining to their neighbors about <laughs> the kinds of building and the structures they are putting in their in their neighborhood. And I think it's going to be very very interesting. So I have a, uh, a question about your platform. You, you got a lot of people working on you said in your Slack, but a lot of people listen to our show. They're most likely developers and they, they like, they want to work on these interesting projects. Like what would be either a word of advice to someone or how could they help you with your project if they wanted to? Oh, okay. So join our Slack, uh, in particular, if you, uh, have been working on WebGL, 3GS, or A-Frame. We are looking for developers uh, um, uh, to help us build the, the default client, the reference client for the central end. Uh, we're pretty covered on the backend uh, backend mechanisms of the of the project. And uh, well, uh, we also welcome all kinds of content creators. Uh, we have a community vision program where people have been proposing different things to for the central land, uh, spawning from avatars, how to organize the city, what should the default content be, even as far as changing the size of uh, the land parcels. Uh, not making them square, but rather hexagonal. There's a lot of discussion that is going on there. From the development aspects, uh, I I want uh, I want to have a, a Lightning Network inside of the center and as soon as possible, a Lightning Network wallet client. Uh, we are going to be needing a ERC20 translation for that and. <laughs> That's going to be an interesting event. Yeah. I want to tell you something. I played hours of SimCity 3000 when I was a kid. So <laughs> oh, me I, as well. <laughs> I am ready. I know how to city plan like a motherfucker. Like, I laid the pipes, built the subways. I did it all. Because I have it on my resume. I'll send it to you. I just added a bunch of roads. I just kept adding roads and it didn't work. You know? Oh, man. Mine was glorious. 
<laughs> I had four different mega cities, and they each connected to each other with highways, and there was a highway naming system. It was beautiful. Oh, wow. So very, I'm ready. It's very impressive. Wow. So you were born for this, really. I was born uh, <laughs> to city plan. <laughs> uh, so so I guess I guess not to inundate the, the, the audience with like too much because this is a very like profound I guess sort of topic because like VR is just sort of a thing that's kind of like getting out there and people are just not getting VR headsets and yada yada you know and like that's this still has a lot of room to grow so it's going to take some time and this episode will age well I think mm-hmm. and so so in order to not you know over you know indulge people in like sort of like where this stuff will go Let's just try to lead the audience one more thing and like and, and get out of here for them to chew on. So, so in relation to like the Decentraland project and everything that's coming up, like your crowd sales coming up, what's, let's lead the audience with some thoughts on chew on. What, what should we know about Decentraland before you get out of here? Well, uh, when VR comes, because everybody says, yeah, VR is coming, but it's still five or ten years ago. We hope that Decentraland is that uh, free world that you can set up shop and uh, have your virtual aspects of your life in there with no uh, central entity or any kind of authority uh, ruling over what what you can do and what you can and taking advantage of your info uh, so hope that you guys uh, join us in building this uh, building this uh, new free society of uh, of the internet i i think it's a it's a good reboot for the internet to have the social and the spatial representation of things in uh, in the in an immersive experience and uh yeah i i would also like to finish with uh, saying thanks for having me here it's been a very interesting conversation Hmm. Um, Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you came on, Esteban. Like, <laughs> next, you're here in this. You're here in the city in San Francisco, so you'll probably pop into the first office. So I'll probably see you in person. Yeah, definitely. I I just arrived actually. <laughs> if I stumbled or mumbled a little bit, it's because I I just got. I just moved 16 hours, uh, 16 time zones. And I have no idea what time it's <laughs> it. Hey man, that. it sounds good. Well, hey, you you rest up, you get you get adjusted to that jet lag and that time zone change, and we'll 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 tell the world about the Central Land, man. And we really appreciate you coming on the show today. I appreciate you guys hosting me. Thanks yeah. a lot, and uh, good luck with with everything. All right, thank you very much, Esteban. We'll have you back on the show again soon. Have a great day. Bye-bye. This episode of Block Channel was brought to you by Status. Status is a decentralized messaging client that doubles as an Ethereum light client. Their vision is to be the WhatsApp of Ethereum by utilizing the power of Web3. Status aims to be the decentralized messaging client slash dApp store where you can chat, send money, and interface with powerful bots and applications built atop the Ethereum network. If you're a developer, they also have very robust technical documentation, and they make it easy to start building apps quick. So check out their links to their site and API documentation in the show notes below. Legitimate immigrant anthem. We feel the same things like say my name right, respect my late great grandma. I was a young boy, and I heard that bass, and I heard that high hat.